0: that's one thing I just wanted to say and then I wanted to say this uh, why we did this and then we're going to start testimonies and then we're going to have that focus to release miracles Uh, you carry miracles others need your miracle you carry miracle means power dunamis the Holy Spirit is the dunamis that we receive and we're going to close that in our small groups I think that's going to be awesome when transition comes, when the shaking of the kingdoms of the world begin to happen, is so that the kingdom that is unshakable can be received. So it's an oxymoron—the fact that I'm in the middle of shaking and I'm supposed to be receiving something unshakable. But it's a—it's—it's—it's a—it's a place of mind of, of transformation. He said that what happens when we start to engage that way, we by, we we receive grace to receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So that we, we can serve God with reverence and godly fear. And in that posture that we can come into this this transference. We, we come out of the place of shaking into the unshakable. So that means there's pressure. And pressure has its intention from hell to take our faith away. Or for us to discard our faith or to lose the place of our faith. Pressure in the kingdom is just part of... The patience it just says hold your place just keep your patience so so what uh, we said was this this Wednesday which started at six a m we were going to pray for every living member of the body to overcome to step in the overcoming position we weren't going to try to sort problems out we were going to try to receive the victory of Jesus and we're going to do it for everybody and I'm grateful for all the many people that joined us in the sanctuary and everyone who joined us and made an altar at their home or set them set apart an hour and I think we're going to do it again next week I think we, I think we're in a position that that we are pushing through the things that are withstanding God's plan and we one time, and I feel like he just said this to me, he says, yeah, I've got the devil right where I want him. And I remember being under a massive amount of pressure one time, and he said, you've got the devil right where you want him. And I thought, what in the world do you mean? I don't want, I don't want to be anywhere near him, and he's all over me. All I feel is the pressure that he's pushing on me. And he says, no. It's that moment is where I bring my breakthrough and I release my victory and I just you just change the way you're looking at this and let me bring the breakthrough. And let me bring the victory and I did and I watched God do it just because he gave me the the, the, the hope that came alive. so prepare yourself let's not disengage just stay engaged just The whole revelation begins with he who overcomes, he who overcomes, he who overcomes, and it ends in Revelation 21, it says, to those who overcome. The whole living church, the beautiful bride, the glorious new Jerusalem are filled with overcomers. In the new, in the revelation, there's only two, we're only known by two words, we're known by the redeemed and we're known as the overcomers. So because we've all come out of wherever we came out of, we've been redeemed, and we've all overcome whatever came against us. So Jesus said in John Revelation three, he said, "He who overcomes will sit with me as on my throne as I overcame and sat on my father's throne." So when that first really got a hold of me six, seven years ago, I, I thought, Lord, well, what does it mean to overcome? Does it mean do I get rid of the problem? Do I disperse it? Do I have no problem? And he took me to Hebrews 12. You're familiar with 12, 1 and 2. He said, you know, uh, let me just find it. I've been making declarations on purpose without quoting the Bible because I love to just let it be my own language. But here it is. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. That means those things that just know how to take us down. You know, we all have that stuff. One moment, I'm, well, this thing happens, I lose my place. Weight sins. He says, but let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And then the means to do so. Looking unto Jesus. Everything is about see Jesus. That's why when it's the pressure, we're not trying to remove the pressure. We're trying to see Jesus. You know, you may have to. We're trying to see Jesus where we are, because He modeled for us, because He's the Author now and the Finisher. He's the Champion and the Completer of faith. Who, for the joy that was set before Him, endured the cross. And what I always see is the joy of His joy of, of my coming into the joy of the Lord, coming into the fulfillment of His purpose. Jesus said, I, "My food is to do the will of Him who sent me and to finish His work." So he had, a, had anticipation, and he held that joy before him, and he endured the cross. So the, the, the way Jesus brought, got the victory was not getting off the cross. Do you remember? But he said, get off the cross, and we'll believe you. If you're the son of God, then save yourself. So there's, a, there's always that pressure when you're in pressure to get out of the pressure, because that seems to be the way you would have the overcoming victory. But he said he endured the cross. It means he just remained. And now he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So here's the good news. Well, no matter where you are with what's happening, with what's going on, it's not the change of the circumstance. It's the remaining inside of Christ in the circumstance, in agreement, in in just saying, I'm staying here till God will deliver me. Because Jesus went to the cross not thinking he wouldn't die, He went to the cross believing that God was able to call him or to deliver him or save him out of death. So we're not limited but to what we're trying to prevent. We're, we're, God doesn't, you know, Isaac went, God put Moses, Abraham was going to make Isaac a burnt offering. But his promise was that through this man, would become a multitude of people like the stars in the sky and the, and the sand in the seashore. But he's only one boy, he's not even married yet, and doesn't have any kids. So he doesn't go and say, Well, that can't be. God can't be asking me to do that. And, and if God is asking me to do it, I guess he doesn't care anymore about the future. He just made this stupid, beautiful, simple faith. Well, I guess if I kill him and burn him, then God will have to bring him up out of the ashes. And that was where God said, now that's the kind of faith that I can bless and made the oath and made the multiplication promise and then made the vow. He said, out of this, your seed, natural seed, I will bring forth the seed, Christ. (sighs) So you never know what your test is about except God wants it to bring forth faith, to bring forth reward, and to hold our place. So the enduring... So, enduring doesn't mean that you're getting a handle on it. It just means you're not running out of it. You're just saying, okay. But because if we look at Jesus, you can go through a lot without being overwhelmed by what you're going through. Just keep turning eyes on Jesus. Eyes on Jesus. So, that's what we've been doing all day. And I want to hear testimonies and I want to release the the blessing. And Larry, I'll let you get started because you were here first. You got here at 6 in the morning. We're looking for a new watch. Leader from 6 to 8 in the morning, Next, not, starting next week, right? Not the, next, the following week. You got one more week. Larry's on his way. He and Melanie have bought a home in Kentucky, and they're going to be on their way to Kentucky uh, two weeks from Monday, last Monday. We release you. We don't covet you. <laughs> we open our heart, and we send you out. You're a great man. Nation's Prayer will keep going. <clears throat> from Kentucky. So we'll get a little hillbilly help. So <laughs> <laughs> come on up, wet. Come on up. And then if you got a testimony of the day, what you heard in prayer, what you're sensing, come on up and share it, please. Helen, you come up after that, would you please?
1: Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Looking unto Jesus. That's such a key scripture, no matter what you're going through. And I got here. I always get it early. And someone was waiting for me in the parking lot. I thought, "Whoa, who is it?" I recognized the car, and uh, and so I didn't have any time by myself in the building. But this person came with a burden, and it's really out of the overcoming scriptures of Romans 12. The pastor just read. We have this great cloud of witnesses. Romans 12, 1 and 2. We're surrounded by people from heaven watching us. Mm. And so, the exhortation is to let us lay aside every weight Mm. and the sin. The weight is not two, two different things. The weight, I've been doing a lot of weight leaving California. 50 years I've lived here. 50 years. 23 years in this church. And Pastor Steve, I've known for 35 years, I think. My well, more oldest than that, yeah. son, who was my only son at the time, was his babysitter. Uh, was, no, not Steve's. Uh, Nathan's babysitter. And so my oldest son, Christian, was, got on fire for Jesus in Pastor Steve's youth group 30-some-odd years ago. Yeah. Wow, so that's quite a history with the Bingman and the Dittmar family. Uh, but we've already cried and all of that. <laughs> and we're looking forward to the triumphant and victory that's in front of us. And uh, so the overcoming in Jesus, uh, you've got to look at Jesus. You cannot look at what you see. Romans eight thirty-seven. thanks be to God. Oh, no, that's second first corinthians 15 it's he has made us in all these things he has made us more than conquerors we have gained their surpassing victory and through him who loved us and then the rest of it says and then i am fully convinced that the die, life or death are Principalities or power to things, present or things to come, or high third tip, or any other creative mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. can separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And then the, the Romans 12, it says, lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily besets us and look straight before you. Run the race that's set before you. Don't try to run your neighbor's race. You can't. And that's the classic statement is when Peter, in the last book of John, says, well, Lord, how about John? <laughs> As typical of those guys. How about John? <laughs> and she, Jesus has a way of saying things that no one else can say. He says, listen, if I want him to remain till I come, what's that to you? That's none of your business. Follow me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll follow yeah. And he followed him to his death. <laughs> so, and then Jesus said in John 10, this is the barometer of the Bible, I think. It's John 10 10. It says, the thief comes, but to kill and steal and destroy. If you watch television, you'll watch it about the thief. But if you watch Jesus, he says, I have come to give you life, and that life in great abundance. Yeah. What a yeah. difference. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. A difference. Yeah. what a difference. What a difference. Which do you want? Killing, stealing, destroying, or Jesus, the abundant life? I want the abundant life. Yeah. Yeah. I want the abundant yeah. life. Thank you, Jesus. And then as we began to pray, an issue came up that I'd never thought about before. As believers at work, if we're a good believer, we will be on our best behavior, which is kind of typical. You should be on your best behavior. But when you go home, you change and you let your hair down, and you do not treat your family like you do people at work. And we discussed that, and we ask God to forgive us for making the opposite better at work than at home. It should be the exact opposite. You should treat your family with the greatest respect, the greatest honor, and the greatest uh, uh, love. And so, I want to read this scripture. Uh, It's Ephesians 4.29. We did this to my children when they would, I have three boys, and when they would argue and scream and shout at each other, I would tell them to do this, and it's very effective. (laughs) We in in the church can do it too. It's Ephesians 4.29. I can't read that, so I have to read it from my phone, here we go. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger, clamor and evil speaking, be put away from you. Particularly at home, particularly with your spouse, particularly towards your children, and with all be put away from you, with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another even as God in Christ forgave you. And we would tell our boys, we had this plaque, but a plaque of this scripture. And i say, okay, I let no corrupt communication proceed in my mouth except that which is ministers of grace to grace the earth. And I grieve not the Holy Spirit and whom I have sealed in the day of redemption. And by that time, there are all the arguments all over. I thought, thank you, Jesus, the Word of God changes us. Yes. yes. So I want us to stand up, and I want us to quote this. And you can read it, and I'll just quote it before I can see. I let no corrupt communication proceed out of my mouth. Out of my mouth. But that which ministers grace to that, the hearers.
0: That which ministers grace to the hearers. And
1: I grieve not the Holy
0: Spirit. And I grieve not the Holy Spirit.
1: By whom I am sealed unto the day of redemption.
0: By whom I am sealed. The I day let of redemption. all
1: bitterness and wrath and anger
0: depart let, from me. I let all bitterness, wrath, anger depart from me.
1: I forgive one another.
0: I forgive him. Even as Jesus has forgiven me. Even as Jesus has forgiven me. I am
1: kind to my family.
0: I am kind to my family.
1: I am tenderhearted. And I forgive them all. In Jesus' name.
0: In Jesus'
1: name. Now, Lord, help us to this by the power of the living God in the name of Jesus.
0: In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You can be seated. Helen, do you want to come up? What we do, if you're free, new with us, when we hear the testimony of the Lord from the prayer, then we release what we've received, and we all get to pull on it. So as a way of telling my body, it's receiving time. We just started to stand up and put your hands out or however you get ready. And it's like if you're, you know, somebody's going to throw a ball, you know, how do you get ready to receive? And Helen, come on up. And... All right, okay. oh. oh, you come to the microphone, though, because are people aren't... On... That's the font. That's the that's the camera. <laughs> the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, <I love> that. <laughs> she's got the I joy of glasses. the Lord. Watch out for her. Ah, <laughs> uh,
2: okay. I really do. I'm gonna get new glasses pretty soon. All right. Um, last week I was when I was in my word I was I came across Psalms 24, and the Lord just really was breathing life through the Word of Psalms 24. And the more I read it, I must have read it at least three, four times that day. I just kept reading I kept reading. And the more I read it, the more it was speaking to me. And I was so excited. I was like, I don't know what this means, God, but I receive it. I take it. And so I'm going to read it to you guys. Um, so, Lord, I just ask you right now that as I read Psalms 24, Father God, that you right now, Father, would speak to each heart that's here and those on the line in Jesus' name. I ask, Lord, that... You just breathe life now, and I thank you, Lord. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing; just what what, what was um, what really stuck out to me. So I'm going to start on. Um, I think it's let's see six. Um, they will stand before God, for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. And then it said, pause in his presence. And I just believe that's Jubilee Church. Passion translation. I really do. Um, So, okay, so wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the King of glory, for he's about to come through you. Mm -hmm. You ask, who is this King of glory? The Lord. Armed and ready for battle. And man, I just, mm, it's like I could taste that. It's like, oh my gosh. Um, The mighty one, the invincible, invincible in every way. Okay, so, so wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide your ageless doors of destiny. Here he comes. Here he comes, the king of glory is ready to come in. So he's ready to come inside us, inside our hearts, inside our lives, in our families, yes. everything that's, that's important to us. And I mean, he's ready, it, I mean, the word of God said, he is ready, and that was really sticking out to me. He is ready um, to come in. So you ask, who is this king of glory? He is the Lord of victory, Mm -hmm. armed and ready for battle. The mighty one. Did you hear that? He's armed and ready for battle to do our battles on our behalf. Um, The mighty one, the invincible commander of the heaven's host. Yes, he is the king of glory. So I looked up the word. I looked up the word invincible. Um, it means bulletproof, <laughs> unbeatable, un- un- uncon- Unconquerable. He, they can't conquer him, uh-huh. and unstoppable. Oh, wow. And there was like three others, but those were my favorite words that described them to me. And so, um, <clears throat> so I just wanted to say a prayer for this. And I get all... <laughs> I get all excited. I'm sorry. I, but no,
3: don't we I want get it. so
2: excited. It's like so. What does he say? He says rejoice. He says rejoice. So people rejoice. <laughs> Living saints of God rejoice. The sons and yeah. daughters of the Praise kingdom of God, God. Praise. rejoice. Praise. Rejoice. He's coming. Yes. he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. No there is Nothing. What does the word say? He, he's unstoppable. There is nothing. No <laughs> devil we
0: rejoice. Nothing we can rejoice. Stop
2: what he's going to do in each and every one of our lives. He's ready. He's ready. Are we ready? Do we <laughs> open our hearts? Open your hearts. He says, open your gates. Open your hearts. Yes, open come your on in. spirit, man. And say, come on in, King of glory.
0: Come on in. Come in. Come in. Come on in, King of glory. be seated. Who's next? Allie, you want to? Oh, you were, at, you were busy getting everything ready. You were p- producing the packets that we're giving out for the, the day of the Lord. <laughs> oh, thank you for doing that. It's going to be. All right. So I've got. Yeah, come on up, Ken. Yeah, please. Of course. And then we'll get in. Into... <clears throat>
3: You know, it's so so special coming to pray. Uh, it's been just barely five weeks it, consistent. So I, each time I feel like more of just being able to enter into God's presence without uh, much labor. It's just like he's right, boom. <laughs> all, all of a sudden I'm, whoa, I'm beside myself. God is overtaking me. Yeah. And today um, was no different um, I felt like God saying to me and to all of us as we would receive that uh, he's right with you standing by your side as we know the scripture says he's abiding in us we're abiding in him Christ in, dwells in our hearts by faith so I see this image of, of Christ standing by us standing right by our side and saying don't be afraid Recognize that what I'm leading you into, though you might feel alone, I'm right there with you. Mm. And the song I was hearing just going over my heart or in my soul earlier this evening was, um, Lord, I want to be with you, not against you. I want to be right there by your side. I don't want to be offended, oh, no. I don't want to be offended. Oh, no. Baptize my heart in your mercy. Mm -hmm. Baptize my heart in your mercy. And I begin to just feel like God's saying, show what he's doing in me so that you might also receive his, his, his glory in a sense that he is bringing us into many sons to glory, to imitate and and walk as he walked. And the word offense, the Lord kind of punctuated that and said, in the last days, there's going to be a lot of people falling away because they'll be offended. Many will be offended. Many will find themselves bitter, uh, falling from receiving grace, and, and seeing themselves like Esau saying, you know, what's, what's the sense of this birthright? I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to immediately gratify my need. And that is I want to satisfy the pain or the rejection or the offense that I find myself in. And the Lord began to open me heart, my heart to say, wow, why don't you do what I did? or what the meekest man on, on the earth that's ever walked did. Moses, mm-hmm. you recall? Yeah. Or when Christ was, was accused, or what will you do when someone accuses you and you need to come and, and, and bring a judgment or someone brings a judgment against you? The beauty is, <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You can just fall on your knees or get down low and cry, God, have mercy. God, have mercy. Lord, forgive their sin. Lord, you defend me. I don't have to vindicate my own posture of being right. I can say, no, I don't need to prove anything to anyone but you, God, because you're the one I'm seeking to please. And in all things if i'm living to find his approval and not man's i'm free i no longer am afraid i'm able to even take the reproach that falls upon christ and absorb it on myself and fill up in this you know i still don't understand but the afflictions of christ are coming against his church And yet, sometimes we want to hide and say, no, I rebuke that, and I'm gonna defend myself. I'm gonna stand tall and strong and say, no, get out of here. When the Lord might say, I wanna show the world the wisdom of, of God, the manifold wisdom of God, and that is, I'm gonna go low. I want you to not say a thing, just be that lamb. Be that lamb that says, let it fall on me. Let it fall on me and fill up in my flesh what's lacking in your body as you choose. And that's not a prayer to just take lightly, but it's a place of finding God's mercy. That mercy will triumph over judgment every time. Every time, mercy will triumph. And I've been experimenting a little bit, and I'm finding it to be true. And I don't go and defend myself or try to prove that I'm right or give my two sides of the story. And I just say, you know, know, I'm going to even posture myself, Lord, before you. And I get on my knees and just say, Lord, mercy. Mercy, God. Help me, God, not to take offense of being rejected or hurt or offended, but to accept, accept it and and absorb it and at the same time when i find myself on that low place and i don't do this you know consistently i'm still a a fallen man in a fallen body that needs redemption in, in a place of being in christ every day coming to him but when i do i see god acting on my behalf and sometimes within an hour he's already intervened and brought a Turning and a place of favor and and redemption that i could never have fixed or controlled i'm like wow this is this really works (laughs) moses knew what he was doing he really knew that the crowd would just open them up if you don't want me to be the leader that's fine you choose god you choose let them know whatever you want to do lord it's not about me i'm just going to follow you so amen um one thing I wanted to, just one story in the Bible, is Martha. He invited, she invited the Lord into her house. Awesome, we've been doing that tonight. King of glory, come. Come into my home, come into my workplace, into my marriage, into my family, my children, wherever I might be. But let's not find ourselves getting distracted once the Lord's coming. Let us see ourselves as her sister Mary and sit at the Lord's feet and just abide and just rest in his presence. Just know that Jesus loves you. He just wants to sit with you and put his arm. And I saw him literally putting his arm around me. And he's like, just share your story. I'm with you. You're with me. And it's going to be just fine. Jesus in you. The hope of glory. Jesus and me. Together we're his body. And. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Where, where Mary is reaffirmed. She has chosen. The good thing. And one thing is needed. In this hour. Is to be close to the Lord. Abiding with him. Deep deep. Abiding. And go low low in mercy. Let him cover you. Let him vindicate you. And wow, you're going to hear his voice, he's going to be speaking to you and leading you and directing your steps every day, everywhere, and always. Amen. Amen. Lead us in prayer. Lead us in that prayer. I want that. hallelujah lord oh we we thank you for what you're doing in your house and your your bride you're bringing us to a place of being hidden with you you're our covering you're our headship lord we we come under the alignment of recognizing you jesus our chief shepherd we're your sheep and we come lord to say we need you, you cover us, you, your rod, your staff, you, you comfort us, you protect us, Lord, you lead us beside those still waters. You, Lord, I pray, make us to lie down as you choose in those green pastures. And for your name's sake, Lord, lead us in righteousness. Lead us in those paths to your table that we might sit there. Even in the presence of our enemies, we might abide and say, Wow, I'm sitting next to my Savior, my Lord, my my shepherd. I have no want. I have no cares. Because the Lord is my shepherd. Wow, God. Thank you, Lord. Anoint our heads. May our cups, Lord, run over with that living water as we sit and be still. To listen at your feet. Just to know you breathe into us. Cover us and let us be like you and lower ourselves in that place of meekness and the gentleness of Christ. For in your, your spirit, oh God, we're born, born from above, born by God, not by the will of man, not by the will of flesh, but by the living God. And we overcome wherever you might lead us, by your blood and the word of our testimony. And we declare, Lord, mercy, mercy, triumphs over judgment. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you. You can all be seated. We're going to do one act, and I'm going to just... Fall go out of what we normally do we break into groups to talk about what we're reading in the Bible as we go through our Bible reading. Today was Revelation chapter 8. Tomorrow will be Revelation 9 plus some other supplemental. you can get those online. but um, I felt like God wanted to release miracles or help or mercy. and I just so I'm just going to do what I saw. I probably in this room and online'll I'll minister with you guys online. If you're right now currently need God's help, you feel that I really need Him to step into my life. You don't have to explain it. I just want you to stand up. You're identifying. You're you're you you need help. You want to be a recipient, okay? Now, now that not it, well, <laughs> that's all right. I like that. That's humility. We all need a miracle. So what I want us to do is to take and place our you know touch the person on the shoulder or something like that and just release the miracle-working power of Jesus Christ. You don't have to know what the person needs. We're just going to start releasing the, the Spirit of God, the miracle-working power. So we'll, we'll you know break break up into groups of two. Can we do that? And I'm going to just speak to you. I got a word for you, everybody online, if you'll stay with me. So go ahead, let's just do that breakup. Begin to just put your hand on the person. One person pray, I release the Holy Spirit, the miracle working, the power of God into your life right now to accomplish what God needs to accomplish and do what you need done. And then just release it, you receive it, and then after you're done, turn around and do it for the other. All right, so I'm going to do this with you. I I saw a number of people at home, and you've been in a situation that you're feeling like I do not know what to do, where, where I'm at, or what I'm doing is not seeming to bring in the power, the help that I'm looking for, or I'm just kind of at loss. And I believe right now the Lord is, that last word uh, Kennedy brought in is, is a key for each of us. And I wanna release this word over us because sometimes I've been coming to Isaiah, uh, Psalm 46 a lot, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted among the peoples. And so I think that this being still. So I wanna release the power of God for stillness. And this other verse I want, it came to me, and in, this is in chapter 26 of Isaiah, verse 29. And he says, come my people now listen this is important sometimes we get caught in the fray and the fray just keeps fraying us and we have to find a way of getting out of the fray and into the place of the secret place the, the shelter of the almighty under the under his wing so this chapter these verse 29 chapter 26 come my people enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you Sometimes the best thing we can do is just to get out of the fray, come into our inner place, that secret place, and then close the doors. He says, hide yourself. Hide yourself in the Lord. Hide yourself in sight and in intimacy. Come into the fellowship of the Lord. Worship him. Just Dis- disengage. Hide yourself for a little moment, for just a little moment, until the indignation is passed. Some believe this could really point out to the very rapture scripture, of the promise of the bride coming. It'll be with the bridegroom in the chamber until the wrath of the lamb is executed fully on the earth. But whether it's that, of course it's that, but it's also just this moment. It says, for behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. So what God begins to say is, "I'm going to deal with things, and I rather you stay indoors while I deal with the stuff outdoors. I rather you be in a place of safety inside me while I deal with the conflict that's conf- is, that has been hidden and is co- is working in the earth and so forth." So then, chapter 27 begins with verse one. And I'm going to read this, and then I want to pray it over us. In that day, chapter 27, verse 1, in that day, the Lord, with his severe sword, which we know the sword comes out of the mouth of the Lord, it's it's a two-edged sword, it's the word of God, great and strong, will punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent. If you want to understand a little bit about Leviathan, read the last chapter, second to the last chapter of Job. He's the king of pride. He is uh, Satan in all of his ruling through pride and arrogance, and he's gonna, he's a fleeing serpent. Leviathan, the twisted serpent, he takes words and people can't understand what others are saying. He maligns people, and he will slay the reptile that is in the sea. Now, sometimes Leviathan swimming in the sea of my heart. Sometimes he's swimming in the sea of life and and, and the world. It's all over because he is the king of pride. So, I wanna now declare this, the, the power of God for each of us to come into the secret place, to close the door, to settle into intimacy, to wait upon the Lord, knowing that he is dealing with things on the outside, and he's going to reveal, going to slay the serpent, the twisted serpent in the sea. So, Lord God, to every one of us, we have need of miracles. But miracles sometimes is the miracle of becoming quiet before you and receiving your hand of action on the outside while we stay at peace on the inside. I release the miracle, like the gift of miracles, they said, the gift of faith, where all of a sudden we can sleep in the back of the boat while the storm is waging across the boat. And while people are fearing for their lives who ought not to be afraid, and we're not even being woke awoken by the storm because we're inside of the confidence and of the word and of the promise. So I declare that as you silence and become quiet and be still and know the Lord, you will hear his voice with assurance and have the faith of Abraham that God is able to perform what he promised. He does not need our ability and he does not need our righteousness or he just needs our acceptance of his word, as truth, and giving him the glory that what he promises he will perform. So I declare that while we are still and know God as God, he will be exalted among the nations, among the people, and he is our refuge and a shelter for us and a very present help in trouble. I bless you with this. I release this and give this to you, and I bless you. See you Saturday. Please come. I believe it's going to be a, an imparting time, and then on Sunday we're going to touch on Revelation 12 and uh, the overcomers. It just so happens we're right there in our reading. It's powerful. God bless you, and I'm going to talk to everybody online and release a blessing. So bless you, everyone. You can continue to pray, but I want to release us so we can go on and let you know that on Sunday we're going to talk about Revelation 12 and the overcomers. And so it's just and that's just because we're, we'll be in our reading. It's perfect. God knows exactly what he's doing. And so I bless you, and I bless us for Saturday. To come into the blessed hope, I bless us for Sunday to come into the agreement with the overcoming by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony and loving not our life to death. And I bless us right now with the strength that allows us to be quiet in the midst of the moment and be still and know you as God and know your exaltation among the nations and among the people as our refuge, our strength, and as a very present help in the time of trouble. Let it be, Lord, grow us up, keep us, preserve us, and allow us to come together again over the weekend. In Jesus' name, amen.